Nation. Oh yeah, man. Welcome on in this edition of Sixers Draft. We kicking it off with a full preview show. We'll talk about some potential picks at 23, some different possibilities. Could the Sixers trade the pick? Will they keep it? Who should we target? We will break it all down three days to go until the nba draft and we'll be covering it live all week welcome on into philly take with rb i'm rb hit that like button for your boy if you're enjoying the content man subscribe to the channel make sure you hit that notification bell man i see the noti squad up in the house 35 people already up in here man let's go you know how we roll, man. What is going on, everybody? Again, Philly Take with RB. I'm RB. Hit that like button, man. Subscribe to the channel. We're on the road to 23.5K. Hit that notification bell, man. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Philly Take with RB. Follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. If you want to support the channel, become a channel member. Link is down below in the description. Also, super chat. We have Venmo, Cash App, all the links down below in the description. Appreciate everybody out there, man, tuning in tonight, supporting the channel, and uh, giving the content a chance, man. Welcome on in, everybody. Hope you are all doing well on a Monday evening. We're going to talk about some potential draft selections at pick 23 if the Sixers do elect to stay with the pick we also have some other news to talk about we'll look at a couple mock drafts we'll see what's going on there man 
How's everybody feeling? Draft week. Drafts are always fun. You know, they're always just a good time. Like, I like seeing young prospects get that call in the green room, right? Or, or hang on, hanging out with their families and, you know, they get that call from the GM and, and boom, their life changed forever. Millions of dollars. I, I just always like that kind of stuff. And uh, it's always a thrill, man. Always a thrill on draft night. Uh, the Sixers only have one draft pick, which is unfortunate. You know, I would have liked to do a little more breaking down of stuff. Um, and I'm going to tell you guys something which you probably won't like for my draft gurus out there. Um, but we will get into it. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. We have Sav up in here, Ping Boy, Farm 5, Rick Bennett, the channel members, the Fire Take Goats in the house. What is going on? Joe, Joe, Maxi Seeker, Kane Scott, Dante Costa, Bucket Getter says the Sixers should draft Jordan Hall. JDH is just subscriber. I'll be loving your content. Thank you, my man, for joining the family. Jojo Maxi says, Tari Eason, hey. If you guys have potential draft picks that you want to discuss, one, drop them in the chat. Let's get that chat rolling, man. Let's get some thoughts bouncing around. But also, we will be opening the call-in lines a little bit later on, so stick around if you want your chance to give your opinion, man. Sixers obviously looking to get better. You know, we have a couple young draft picks in the works right now. Obviously, a couple of them have worked that well, but... Uh, the Sixers team needs more talent. They need to get better. And uh, whether that is in the drafts or via trade, something big is about to happen. I feel it, man. I feel it. And uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Suns Geek in the house. What's up, Suns Geek? My man says, what's good, RB? Keep up the good work. Super excited for the NBA draft. Shout out to him and his Phoenix Suns. Looking forward to see what they are going to do as well. Ali up in here says, hoping to trade the pick. Kane Scott, long time. Supporter says Nikolai Jovich. Love it. Sir from the six in the house. Another great content creator says, what's up, broski? What's up, sir? From the six. Thank you for tuning in, man. Hope everybody again is doing well on this Monday evening. Let's go ahead and get into it. But before we hit the draft content, guys, number one, I need y'all to hit that like button, man. We got to get those likes up. We got 50 people in here. Uh, we have to talk about some news just very quickly. Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. You know what we do here, man. A little sprinkle of everything. And, uh, you know, we've been breaking down all the news. We've been dropping videos. Be sure you're checking those out as well. But we got some news earlier today, and we have to take a look at it. Man, P.J. Tucker opting out of his $7.4 million player option for the 2022 season, entering free agency per champs. Several championship contenders expected to compete for Tucker who was a key part of Milwaukee's title run in 21. He was a member of the Miami Heat this past year. He could stay in Miami. He could go and try to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, opt in, or I'm sorry, sign for more money, which could be a possibility if he likes Miami, likes the culture, if they're willing to throw a bag his way. But you never know what happens when a guy gets to free agency. So my question to all of you out there is, should the Sixers go out and target a guy like P.J. Tucker. Well, it's pretty funny you say that because when I pull up a quote from Mr. Joel Embiid following the Sixers and Heat series, right? We, we remember, you know, all the talks about the lack of mental toughness with this team. We've been talking about a bunch of dogs that we need, right? I've been talking about guys that we could go out and get. P.J. Tucker should be atop the list. Why? 
As you can see right here, Joel Embiid, quote, I'd be lying if I said that we've had those types of guys, right? Remember that little uh, tangent that Joel went on talking about P.J. Tucker and his impact, his effect, not a guy who's going to fill up the stat sheet, but the energy type of guy. I've been calling for a player like this for two years. I thought George Niang showed a little bit of that grit and toughness, but P.J. Tucker, man, um, you know, he's just a straight dog. I think he would come in here uh, and impact the game. I think he would impact the game, and I think he'd be a great option if the Sixers could go out and get him. In addition to that, guess what? He's another Daryl Morey guy. If you guys checked out my last video, we talked about Eric Gordon, the potential of a trade. We're going to hit on more of that tonight. But Daryl Morey, you know he loves those guys from the Houston Rockets. P.J. Tucker with them for four years. Daryl Morey was the guy who signed him in free agency. Who knows, man? I know Daryl Morey's going to make a call. I know he's going to make a call. Question is, do the Sixers have enough pull to go out there and get a guy like P.J. Tucker? Well, when you look at the limited free agent market right now, this is a guy that you need to you need to make a little sweet offer to, if you can. If you can. And now that he's technically available, everything is on the table. Everything is on the table. And uh, in addition, here's some more insight into that. Shout out to uh, Brian uh, Toprick. He says, if P.J. Tucker is turning down the $7.4 million. That's the player option from the Miami Heat. That means the taxpayer mid-level 6.4 likely won't be enough to get him. So in terms of the Sixers' perspective, if James Harden opts in, which uh, it is you know, rumored that he will, they would have to salary dump a guy like Korkmaz and take no salary back to have the non-tax mid-level to offer P.J. Tucker. There's things that go into it, but if you want to upgrade your roster, Get a guy who can knock down some shots. Sure, he's a little bit inconsistent, but I do know every night he's going to bring that energy. Uh, P.J. Tucker, a guy definitely on the radar. I think Daryl Morey will uh, will make the call. And that is how I feel regarding P.J. Tucker. Now, time to get into the cream of the crop. That is the Sixers draft. Who's excited for the Sixers draft, man? I've been hearing a lot of mixed emotions. I've been hearing people that say, well, you know, we're going to get some guy that nobody is going to play for two years. Then I've been hearing other people, well, let's go out and get a, a certified vet, a guy who Doc Rivers will play right out of the gate. I think either way, um, the Sixers will get better. And I'm going to go out here and say something right now. You might not like me for it, but I promise it'll all be good. Personally, I feel that the Sixers are going to trade this pick. If you're wondering... Why I haven't been making a lot of draft content. One, I was waiting until this week. I think we'll be able to cover it, you know, since the Sixers only have one draft pick. I think we'll be able to cover what we need to in a couple days. But if I'm being honest with you, I think the Sixers are going to make a draft night trade. That would be my prediction. And I think we either move back and accumulate some future draft compensation as well, or we go out and get a certified veteran player. I think those are the likely options. Now, if we stay at pick 23, which is surely an option, I have no problem at all. And we're going to look at some prospects that I think would be suitable for that selection. But the gut in me is telling me that Daryl Morey is a guy that doesn't usually like to keep his picks. Last year was interesting. We get Jaden Springer. He barely even saw the NBA, right? Do, do we want to go for another prospect, a team where the GM and the, the high-level executives are talking about a team 
who's in win now mode, right? They've even said themselves, we need to get, uh, you know, a veteran type of player that could help off the bench, a guy that can help us win now, right? We need more experience, more dog. I, I just see us moving this pick. Now it could be along with a guy like Danny Green. If he gets moved, it could be, you know, potentially a Tobias Harris trade. But I think that's a little more unlikely. I think the Sixers uh, will move this pick for a veteran player. Maybe it'll be a multiplayer deal, right? I've been hearing some other guys, you know, rumored to be moved. Malcolm Brogdon potentially. There's a lot of uh, players, a lot of players that, um, you know, are are are, are on it. Um, so I don't know what we're gonna do, but. Here is what I want to discuss first and foremost. Once again, shout out to everybody in here. 74 in here, 34 on the like button. Guys, hit that like. Helps out the channel tremendously. Appreciate everybody being in here. We'll be live every day this week. So be sure you're coming through. Share the stream out, man. Um, we got to talk about this. The Sixers had a workout today with Jaden Hardy, Kendall Brown, and others. Six different players in on Monday morning. And uh, this article coming, uh, highlighting what Keith Pompey had said. So we'll read a little bit here. On Monday afternoon, Keith Pompey of the Inquirer reported that Philly hosted a six-player workout. Among those brought to the Camden facility included G League Ignite Jaden Hardy, St. Joe's Jordan Hall, and Baylor's Kendall Brown. Per Keith Pompey, the team also met with Delaware guard Kevin Anderson, Alabama guard Keon Ellis, and UNLV shooting guard Bryce Hamilton. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, you know, I've been watching, scouting, looking at some different players. Uh, I'm not going to act like I know these guys up and down, right? I leave that for the draft experts. What I do know is that historically in the 20s, you usually get a player that's going to be a good rotational piece. That is what you try to do. You bring in a guy who could hopefully crack some minutes in his first year, who can help and, and hopefully, potentially, if he is a diamond in the rough, become one of your uh, your big-time players. For example, a Tyrese Maxey. Now, that situation was a little bit different. Maxey, you know, the whole, um, you know, not having extended college uh, games and all that stuff allowed Maxey to fall. That, you know, he fell right into our lap. That was great. But usually you get a guy like a Matisse Thibel or a Jaden Springer or a player like that who you hope can crack the rotation. So in my opinion, we, we can't think above and beyond, right? You're not always going to get a, a top-of-the-level player. But what you need to get is a guy who can crack the rotation, who can help. But then again, when I think about this Sixers team and where they're at, I, I just think the Sixers need to trade this pick for a vet who can help now. And you know Doc Rivers. You know his philosophy. He doesn't like to play young guys. And that is an issue. There is a collision there with the interest and with the preference, right? We can't get another guy who's going to come in here and, uh, you know, play, what, one game the entire year. We can't do that. If we're going to go full in on the draft, we need to pick a prospect with a lot of upside, a guy who can come in right away and contribute off the bench. So these are some of the guys that the Sixers have worked out says right here, uh, Jaden Hardy, he's an adept and crafty off-ball scorer who can space the floor. Uh, Hall is a six-foot-eight ball handler who can pass out of the P and R shoot and shoot 36% from deep. Brown is a good defender and shrewd cutter whose long ball needs, needs refining. <clears throat> now, personally, I hope the Sixers don't draft 
uh, Kendall Brown. I really hope they don't. I know he's coming from a winning program, uh, but from what I've seen on Kendall Brown, his shot's not there. And that is what the Sixers cannot do, guys. They cannot go out here and get another defender. That's what they did last year. I've, now, you know, I've seen Jaden Springer improve in his jump shot, but you can't go out here and get a pure defender. That's what you cannot do. Um, in my opinion, the top need for this team is a wing. They need more athleticism, speed, size. They need guys that can move around. They need guys that can do a little bit of everything, bring that energy, and really, most importantly, knock down some shots. Um, if there's a guy there, you go best player available, in my opinion. I think you go best player available. That would be the best uh, strategy in my eyes, but we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. But anyway, <clears throat> give me all your thoughts down in the comments section. Shout out to everybody in here tuning in. Who do you think the Sixers should go out and target? We will get to uh, some of the calls in a little while. I'm going to run through some of the players that I like, and uh, we will discuss First player on my list being Jaden Hardy, who they just talked about. Jaden Hardy uh, seems to be one of the wild cards of this draft. I've seen him as high, you know, as 14, 15, 16. And then I've also seen him down 24, 25, 26. But a lot of people are starting to see him go in that 20 to 23 range, which is right where the Sixers are at. As you can see, a 6'4 guard. He's more of a wing because he has a bigger wingspan. Um, you know, it can do a little bit of, of everything, right? He can uh, put the ball on the floor, 190 pounds, 19 years old, which definitely scares me because I don't think Doc Rivers would uh, be of interest there. But he's definitely a guy uh, that has been making some noise as of late. He also has some experience playing with uh, better competition in the G League last year. There are a couple guys in this draft uh, who all play on the same team. Marjan Beauchamp, Jaden Hardy, Jalen Williams. Um, and you know, Jaden Hardy is a guy that, you know, some people are mocking to the Philadelphia 76ers. I see all these stats here. He averaged 17.7 points a game, 35% shooting from the field. Um, now he did shoot poorly from three, 27%, just below 27%, but he shot 30 of 34 from the free throw line. Um, and he's definitely a guy that has the shot motion. He reminds me in a way of Tyrese Maxey because, uh, his poor shooting percentage, his poor efficiency has you know, allowed him to drop a little bit, and people are concerned about the shot. But if you read some of the draft experts, they believe this guy could climb up. They believe the shot form is there, the potential is there, right? He can create a little bit uh, off the floor uh, or off the ball, um, but he has to show it, right? And, and he struggled, which you know has allowed him to fall a little bit there. Uh, as you can see, he was one of the top prospects coming out of high school in 2021. Uh, they're comparing him to Jalen Green, who also went the G League route. Like I said, um, I think his game is there. I think he's going to improve, and uh, he brings a little bit of that athleticism. Yeah, the, the fit might be a little wonky, but uh, this is a guy that you think about the potential future You know, of Tyrese Maxey and Jaden Hardy. Um, it could be special. It definitely could be special. Um, they talk about some of his strengths here. Despite the struggles with efficiency this past year, he's an excellent isolation scorer, has a deep bag of moves to get to his spots and get good looks. He can shoot uh, you know, off the catch and shoot. Um, and like I said, the form is there. He just has to keep uh, on improving. And uh, some of the weaknesses listed for Jaden Hardy, they say he's a bit one-dimensional. 
Um, you know, he's got to improve in uh, some of the different areas. Solid finishing around the rim, but could work on craftiness. So he's a guy, you know, again, 19 years old. He's raw. He's got to add more to his game. Um, and he wasn't as efficient. You know, he turned the ball over a lot. Um, but definitely a guy I could see with the upside and improving and maybe part of a future backcourt with Tyrese Maxey. So definitely a guy I would I would uh, take a look at there. Uh, the next guy we will take a look at is EJ Lydell, forward, Ohio State. This guy was mocked to the Sixers very early on. I uh, watched some of his college games, and um, you know he does a little bit of everything as well. He's a little bit older, coming out as a junior, six foot seven, six eleven wingspan, two forty three. His body is NBA ready. Uh, he can rebound the ball. Um, you know, he can post up, he can play uh, with the pick and roll, especially with a guy like Tyrese Maxey. Um, and, you know, obviously he's not a center. So I think putting him next to a guy like a Joel Embiid, you know, especially if you're looking to move a guy like Tobias Harris, uh, EJ Lydell could definitely be an interesting choice here. Uh, three-year career <clears throat> at Ohio State, he helped win some big games, didn't have a lot of help this last year, but was definitely the leader of that team. He averaged 19 0.4 points a game on 49% shooting, uh, two and a half assists per game, almost eight rebounds a game, and 2.6 blocks per game. Guys, he's a monster on defense. He can move, um, has some good lateral quickness. Um, I do think he'll get into a little better shape, especially with a professional program. Um, but EJ Lydell seems to be one of those guys in the mid to late first round um, that's at least going to be able to crack a rotation within his first couple months in the NBA. Um, like I said, he played some good competition. He played in, in uh, big games. As you can see here, his three-point percentage improved over each year, 19% up to 33, up to 37. He's been known as a good character guy as well. He's been known as a guy, once again, who has led that team and also um, you know, can muscle through uh, and take command, right? And, and wants to get better, wants to, you know, really make a career, really loves the game. Um, so definitely another versatile defender who I think uh, could come out here and make some things happen. And again, depending on what happens with this Tobias Harris thing, even if he doesn't get moved, EJ Lydell is a piece you could bring in right off the bench and he will make an impact in some way in the game, right? He'll make an impact in some way. And if he's able to knock down that shot consistently, this guy could end up being one of those little steals later on in the draft. Um, and I think he could really help out this team, man. I really do. Uh, EJ Lydell, very favorable uh, selection by a lot of Sixers fans. Um, the question is, will he be there? Will he be there? Uh, I could actually see him falling a little bit. I really could. Um, you know, there's always a couple guys that fall later in the first round. Um but if the Sixers do go with a guy like this, I think it would be more suitable given the fact he's a little bit older. Uh, and maybe Doc Rivers would take a look out of him, you know, off the bench. But we will see. We will see. It's going to be really tough. Uh, maybe you draft this guy and trade him to somewhere else, you know, so we'll see how that plays. Now, the next guy on the list, guys, is my favorite player in this draft, or at least a top two or top three. Not in the entire draft, but... In terms of who I could view being available at pick 23, this guy is one of my favorite players in the draft, and that is Jalen Williams, a wing, Santa Clara. Uh, like I said, you know, another guy that has a lot more experience um, and played against some uh, 
some good talent uh, with G League. Uh, Jalen Williams, in my opinion, can do everything. He can rebound. He can score. He's got an eye for the court, and he can defend. Um, I don't know why he was being mocked so low. Now, I do know he's been climbing up boards, and the sad reality of it is that I don't believe he will be available at pick 23. I think if he is available at pick 23, you don't hesitate. You don't think about it. You go all in. This guy is six foot six, seven uh, two wingspan, 209, 21 years old. If I'm looking at guys in his draft that I think, you know, could have the upside to be great one day, I think Jalen Williams is in that conversation. He played 84 games total in three years at Santa Clara. He averaged 12.6 points a game on 47% shooting. 35% from three. He can put the ball on the floor. He can create. He can get to the rim. Almost three assists a game. 3.7 rebounds over uh, one steal per game. Um, and he just, he has a lot in the arsenal, man. He has a lot in the arsenal. I think there's room to grow. I think he's got to get a little bit smarter with the basketball. Um, but I think once he figures it out and once you put him in an NBA locker room with other guys that can help contribute, I think he's going to be great. I think he's actually going to be really great. Um, as you can see here, 21-year-old Jalen Williams has become quite the trending topic since the NBA draft combine where he tested, measured, and played well in all the scrimmages and increased his draft stock. He was productive over the course of his three-year tour at Santa Clara um, where he averaged 18 points, not 12, 18 points, 12.6 this last year, but 18 over the three years. And he was one of the most efficient players in the entire country. Strong two-way potential despite some athletic limitations. Um, but, man, he's just he's a really crafty player. I think he can do a lot for your offense. And when you look at what the Sixers need, they need athleticism. Uh, but they also need guys who know how to play, who can put the ball on the floor, take some pressure off the guards. Um, and they need a guy who's going to be tough, who's going to go up, who's going to make their impact in many different ways. I think Jalen Williams is that kind of guy. IQ, vision, work ethic, size, skill set, resume, production. Uh, there's just a lot of good things said about this guy. Um, as you can see here, they say he's the most all-around skilled player. He has that upside. He has that boom potential uh, you know, that you bring in. And, and you know, there's always a chance it doesn't work out. But I think Jalen Williams is that type of player where you look at and you say, okay, let's go ahead and bank on this guy. If they're... I don't think he's going to fall, unfortunately, with how good he has performed in the combine. I'm seeing him mocked around 16 to 18 now. Uh, you know, could even go higher. He could be one of those guys that gets taken way before you think he is. Um, and that sucks. But, you know, definitely need to mention him because, um, you know, he's been mocked around that 20 range for a while now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be one of the best players in this draft, a diamond in the rough. Um, you know, overall, he shot nearly 40% from three this season on three attempts per game. Contested uh, catch-and-shoot jump shots, he shot 61%. I mean, it's all there. It's, it's all there. Um, the proof is in the pudding, as they would say. Uh, and I think Jalen Williams is, uh, is going to be that guy, man. Two more guys we'll look at here. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Hit that thumbs up button. Be sure to subscribe if you're out there and you want to uh, give your opinion. Be sure to call in. We'll get to the phone lines after these last couple players that we'll analyze. We've been going for almost 30 minutes strong. 86 up in the chat. Hit that thumbs up. If you guys want more draft content, 
We'll be breaking it down all week. We will be live for the draft on Thursday. We will be live for the draft on Thursday, man. So uh, be sure to come through for that. I know we only have one draft pick. I get it. We might trade it, and we'll look at some potential trades after this. Uh, but we will be live for at least the first round of the draft on Thursday. It'll be a good time, man. We'll be hanging out. The draft's always fun. Um, and I have some big things coming soon, man. So be sure to stay tapped in. Shout out to everybody, man. Uh, fourth quarter sports in the chat. What's going on? It says Doc has to go. Well, I would agree with you. But the reality of the situation is that he's coming back, man. He is coming back. And I just hope the Sixers do not lose Sam Cassell in this midst. I really hope they do not. Um, do the Sixers have a second round pick? They do not. They do not. And we're going to take a look at the Sixers draft picks in just a couple minutes. Carlos, what's going on in the house? Uh, let's see. Philly, Philly, the podcast, my guy. What's going on, bro? Welcome on in. Appreciate him being in here. Uh, definitely uh, got to work soon, man. But getting back to where we were at, we have two more players I think could be potential targets for the Sixers. Wendell Moore Jr., a wing out of Duke. Duke always produces winning type players, uh, guys that, you know, they play or they played under one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest coach of all time. And they just know how to play the game. Right. And Wendell Moore Jr. was a guy I thought the Sixers wouldn't even have a chance at at first. And somehow, I, I, you know, from what I've seen, I think he's falling, man. I think he's actually slipping a bit in this draft. Um, and if he ends up in the Sixers lap, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would not be mad about it. Like I said, the Sixers need a wing. On this team, a guy who can win. Um, Wendell Moore Jr. also has some athletic limitations, but I do think he will get into better shape in the NBA. Six foot five, two seventeen, seven foot wingspan, twenty years old, um, three year player at Duke. Uh, and this last uh, or over the three seasons, he averaged twenty nine minutes a game, ten point seven points per game, forty five percent shooting from the field, thirty five point eight percent from three. 81% from the line. Also, a lot of upside there, uh, you know, to get going and improve as a player. Almost five rebounds a game. Just pretty much on the same basis of what we have hoped for and what we've talked about in some of these other picks. Uh, I think Wendell Moore Jr. could be available. I think he could be available at uh, pick 23. You know, they're mocking him in the 20s now. Uh, if he is there, definitely a guy you want to consider and think about. Uh, like I said, six foot five there with a seven foot wingspan, a more intriguing prospect in the draft. Moore's acceptance of the defensive side of the floor is where he thrived. Guy who can get it done on both sides. Um, you know, quick hands on the defensive end, ability to jump passing lanes, just a winning type of player. Guy who does the little things. Uh, this was one of the first guys I had heard about, you know, that had been mocked to the Sixers. Um, and uh, it's definitely got to look at. Here are some areas to improve. They say he struggles to create for himself in one-on-one scenarios, uh, and his vertical isn't that good. More thrives in the pick-and-roll actions, but teams will play drop coverage against him until his three-point shot becomes consistent. So a little bit of an uh, issue there. I do think he could improve and develop that, but definitely something you want to consider, maybe a reason that he is falling. Um, I don't know. I, I, I usually just like players that come from winning programs like Duke, or Kentucky, I feel like those guys work out a lot of the time. Um, and I think Wendell Moore might be available. He could he could also be one of those guys that you mock going in the first round and he falls down to the second. Um, but overall, his IQ's there. He just needs to get a little bit quicker um, and improve on some of his offensive inefficiencies. And I think Wendell Moore 
uh, will definitely be a target. I think he will. Uh, and the last guy I want to talk about is Tari Eason, a wing out of LSU. A lot of people are high on this guy. Just a defensive monster. Uh, six foot eight, seven two wingspan. He can literally play probably almost any position uh, on defense. He can guard anybody probably. I would say at least two to five, maybe one to five. Uh, last season, he really broke out of his shell. 33 games, above 24 minutes per game. Almost 17 points a game on 52% shooting. Almost 36% from three, 80% from the line. Obviously, the ability to shoot and get better at it is there and get more consistent. 6.6 rebounds a game, almost two steals a game, 1.1 blocks per game. Um, he had come over from Cincinnati where he was not too hot, and he really just came, you know, became a monster. Um, and again, a guy who has great movement on the defensive side. He, he can shuffle his feet. He can switch on anybody. The uh, reason I like him for the Sixers is because the Sixers have trouble, uh, especially in some of these mismatches, right? We have a kind of a slow team, and, and when we get switched onto these smaller guards, well, you know, we're toast, right? And, and Tari Eason can switch onto anybody. He's a guy who could plug right into that four position, uh, even if it's off the bench to begin. And I think I think Tari Eason, similar to Jalen Williams, is going to be one of the better players in this draft. But like I said with Jalen Williams, guys, I don't expect Tari Eason to beat her at pick 23. If we were in the 18, 19, 20 range, I think we could actually land him. But I don't know. With what I'm hearing, I think he's going to go around the, the 16 range, um, which sucks, again. But it's just how the cookie crumbles. It's where we're at. So definitely a guy to keep your eyes on. Um, <clears throat> only Keegan Murray and Chet Holmgren, who are mocked top 10 picks, finished with a higher plus minus in college basketball. Um, you know, he broke some of these records. I mean, his, his productivity, his efficiency is off the charts. Um, just a guy that, uh, you know, can really do a little bit of everything. Um, a lot of people like his upside. Um, it would be very funny to go with another guy from LSU, um, but he can do everything, pick and roll, move around the floor, right? He, he can do like, he is just the type of player you throw in there and, He's like positionless a little bit. You know, he can make things happen. Um, and I like it. Now, some of the weakness here, you know, they say Tari Eason needs to improve his handle. A little bit limited with his self-creation on offense due to loose handle. Those are, you know, mechanical things that you can fix. Uh, inability to use his left lack of pull-up shooting. His shooting is definitely a question. Needs to become more consistent. But when you look at some of the intangibles, the winning elements, when you look at some of the things he's able to do to impact the game, you know, that kind of outweighs that, you know, and you would hope that that would improve. Um, and uh, he's going to round out my five. He's kind of just a guy I threw in there just as a, a, a wish, a hope that the Sixers would maybe trade up, but they're not going to. Um, but I like him a lot. I like him a lot. And there's some other guys that I didn't mention on this list. You know, Christian Braun, who's a spot up shooter. I think the Sixers could target. Um, there's a guy, uh, Dalen Terry, who I think the Sixers could look at. I don't think. Um, you know, he'll be available, but, um, you know, just there's a lot of guys out here. And, and I think, again, when you get down to where the Sixers are picking at, I think you look for a rotational piece. Some of these guys that I mentioned are, are kind of steals, right? Upside players. Maybe some of them will fall for a reason that we may not know of. Uh, but those are those are the, the, the crop. Those are kind of the mold of the guys that I'm looking at uh, as a Sixers fan that I think you know, we should go out uh, and get.
And we're gonna look at a couple mock drafts. Shout out to all 95 people up in the chat, guys. Hit that like button. Let's get it to 100 likes. Uh, share this stream around. Subscribe. Be sure to uh, you know support the channel so we can push this out to more viewers. If you want more draft content, let me know. Call into the show 508-924-3784. Again, 508-924-3784. If you want to give your thoughts on some draft prospects, we're going to look at a couple mock drafts. We're going to look at the the picks that the Sixers have and talk about this possibility uh, of a trade, which I think is very likely. You know, I've talked about Eric Gordon. What are your thoughts on him? Call in, let me know. I think Eric Gordon could be a guy that the Sixers snag on draft night. Um, you know, even a guy like Will Barton or maybe even a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. And I think there's players out there and I think the Sixers view themselves in this win now mode. I think they're trying to get better. And I think the Sixers, you know, view this as a, we have to get some experience off the bench, right? You look at these guys who can shoot, defend, look at some of these teams that won, that went to the playoffs. Sure, they're getting younger, but they, you know, you can't go to the playoffs with a bench full of Isaiah Joe and Paul Reeds, right? Like, I want those guys to get minutes. I want them to develop and continue getting better and be those quality bench players going forward. But I don't know. I just think that the Philadelphia 76ers need to get a couple dogs, a couple vets, guys that can make things happen. You know, so, uh, you know, we'll see how it plays out. So let's look at a mock draft. This one coming from. Uh, NBC Philadelphia pick 23. They have the Sixers taking EJ Lydell guy. We talked about uh, Sixers shouldn't be entirely fixated on the present. They say they proved last year by drafting Jaden Springer, who played much of the rookie year with the blue coats and will turn 20 in September. In fact, Doc Rivers didn't even know how old he was, which was interesting. Um, but ultimately the team would be justified in preferring immediate NBA readiness over undefined or unrefined, excuse me, talent. Joel's 28, Harden's 32, and the Sixers already have several young players they hope uh, will keep improving, such as Springer, Maxi, Paul Reed, and Charles Bassey. There's even some guys in the second round that you could go out there and look for um, and even trade back. And looking at the Sixers' future draft picks, we have pick uh, 23 in this draft. Next year, Brooklyn takes our pick, so the picks that we own are a second-round pick and then another second-rounder via Atlanta, Charlotte, or Brooklyn. So as of right now, two second rounders next year, 2024. We have a first round pick and a second round pick, and then we don't have a pick in 2025. So we're a little bit thin, man. Only one in 2026. We traded our 2027, but that could defer to the next year. Um, So we're a little bit thin. I could see the Sixers trying to move back in this draft, acquire some more future draft picks, you know, so that way they're not left out you know, in the, in the open. Um, Cause next year, you know, if the Sixers don't play out well, and that's what Brooklyn wants, especially now with, uh, you know, the whole Kyrie thing going on today, if you didn't hear, he's at an impasse uh, or impasse with the Brooklyn Nets with his contract. Sorry to tell you, I predicted the entire thing and uh, the Nets are being destructed as we speak. But anyway, they're going to want, you know, future talent and they're going to hope that the Sixers don't play as well so that they can get a higher draft pick. But the Sixers need to ensure that if this Harden thing doesn't work out with bringing him back, that we have, you know, options moving forward or else it's going to be some tough times. Because honestly, if you don't have a lot of draft capital, 
and you, you see your teams on the downhill, on the decline, well, guess what? You're going to have to start selling off, auctioning off some of your pieces to go and get that draft capital to start rebuilding, and that's a whole thing. And I hope it doesn't get to that. But, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. We will see how that plays out. Chris says, this is great stuff, RB. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that, man. Hope everybody is uh, is enjoying some of this draft coverage. I know it's late in the process. But this draft's been a little bit different. You know, usually I would bring on, or I would hope to bring on some uh, some people that could talk more in depth about it. But we only have one draft pick. I have an urge that we're going to trade the pick. So it's a little bit different this year. A little bit different. But anyway, another mock draft that I saw has the Sixers taking a center, Walker Kessler, who I've heard, you know, is going to be NBA ready. It's going to be a good prospect. What do you guys think about the Sixers taking a center in this draft? Would you lose your mind? If the Sixers go out and take another 18-year-old or another center, I might lose my mind because, I mean, that would just be a pick that doesn't make sense. That would be... Similar to what Jaden Springer picked last year. I thought the first year of Daryl Morey taking Tyrese Maxey, taking Isaiah Joe, and taking Paul Reed, that was the perfect ideal draft, right? You got guys um, at each position. You even got a guy like Philip Petrusev who could come over eventually, who I think, um, you know, would be a good player. Um, but then you go out and get Jaden Springer last year, right? And it's just like, like it, it, I'm not taking anything away from Jaden Springer. But the pick didn't make sense based off where the Sixers are at. You know, like, we're supposed to be a win-now team. We're supposed to go all in. We're supposed to go and make things happen and upgrade our roster. And you go out and get Jaden Springer, who's 18 years old, who's going to be in the G League a couple years. It didn't make sense. Now, he has shown some signs of improvement. He's gotten better. But is he ready to play? Is he going to crack the rotation? I, You know, I don't want to get anybody's hopes you know, down, but I don't know. I don't, is Jaden Springer going to play this year? I don't know. I think we like to hope and believe he does. Is Paul Reed going to play more this year? Is Isaiah Joe going to play more this year? Those guys have been on the active roster and they still have not gotten uh, consistent minutes. So I don't know. And then you have Charles Bassey, you know, Charles Bassey needs to get some, some minutes. In my opinion, I, I dropped a video talking about, you know, our center position, right? I would love to bring a guy like Andre Drummond back or get a guy like Boogie Cousins, but why not use Charles Bassey, right? Give him the chance to prove himself. You draft these guys. This is where the good teams are separated from the great. You have these, these teams. Look at the Celtics and the Warriors. They draft guys and they draft guys and they stockpile and they all end up being good players. And, and the best part about it is they're free. You don't have to use 50% of your cap on guys that you hope can come in and play. You draft a guy out of college, you develop them a couple years, and look where they're at. They're quality players helping you win a championship. Those are the type of guys that you need. So we need to hit on these draft picks, man, and we have not consistently for a long time. So uh, that's kind of where I you know, view it at. You know, looking at some of these other guys that they view going around uh, the Sixers pick, there's that center Walker Kessler again. Jaden Hardy, like I said, we started off with, I think he could be, um, you know, a wild card in this draft. I think the Sixers are definitely looking at him like we uh, started off with today. The Sixers, you know, hosted him for a workout. Definitely a guy you could look at. 
um, guy who would, you know, have more experience coming out of the G League. But we will see, man. We will see how it plays out. Um, who are your top draft picks? Who are your choices? Call into the show, 508-924-3784. Let me know if you have some thoughts, if you want to talk. Um, you know, what do you think about where the Sixers team is at, man? It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, we'll be breaking down some more players as we go throughout the week. Uh, but I think it's very simple uh, in terms of where the, uh, the Sixers team is at. They're trying to get better. And when you talk about some of uh, some immediate impact type of moves, right? We talked about Eric Gordon. According to sources, Eric Gordon, you know, could be had uh, for a, you know, potential first round pick, maybe a couple seconds, maybe a player and a second. The Houston Rockets uh, are trying to shed Eric Gordon. And a lot of Sixers fans commented on the video I put out and they were frustrated. They were frustrated about, um, you know, Eric Gordon and him being an older player, and I get it, but at the end of the day, you need some of these these vets on your team. Eric Gordon is a guy who is fearless. He will go out, he will knock down some shots, and he's going to make things happen, man. Like, he's a, he's a guy who I won't be concerned about other than injury coming off the bench. Like, if you go out and get an Eric Gordon, he's going to knock down some threes. He's going to be more motivated to play than he was on the Houston Rockets, who just sold almost all their team to try to get draft potential, man. Like, the Houston Rockets have been holding Eric Gordon hostage now for, what, a couple years? Like, it's just not it's not the right fit for Eric Gordon anymore, and he needs to be moved, and I do believe he will be. Uh, if he's still there, I mean, I don't know how he hasn't just forced his way out at this point. I mean, they, they've been holding John Wall hostage as well, more so because they can't even trade that contract. Um, but it's interesting, man. It's interesting to see, you know, kind of how it it is, uh, going to work out. Um, but Eric Gordon could potentially be had for a first round or second round pick. You know, they have guys like Will Barton with the Nuggets. Could they be shaking it up a little bit? Uh, would a team go out and and sell role player for a late first? Of course they would. I, I do think so. I do think so. And, you know. My question to the people that don't want a guy like Eric Gordon, they don't want that type of talent. Like, who do you want? We've talked about, we've broken down the different free agent classes, right? We, we've broken down by position. There's not a lot of players out there, and there's not a lot of players that have that experience and that you know will come in and play. Eric Gordon makes total sense. I don't know why people are out on him other than the injury factor. He's a Daryl Morey guy. Uh you know, he's going to come in and be immediately better than Fergon Korkmaz. He's going to be better than Shake Milton. He's going to be better than anybody else we have on the bench. I get it. Overall, we want to get younger, quicker, and athletic. Uh, but Eric Gordon can still play. And I, I just, he's a guy I could see us going out and trading for on draft night. I could see that. So we will have to wait and see uh, how that plays out. Besides Embiid and Maxi, we failed at drafting well. Yeah, exactly. And we have to draft better. We have to draft better. We have to get some things done, man. And um, it's time to draft well. But then again, we don't have a lot of capital. We don't have a lot of capital. Then we got to figure out the Danny Green situation. Um, I would expect us to either move that contract or opt out of it. 
I don't think we'll bring him back at a lower rate. I think he is gone, so we need to find a replacement there. Then you have the Matisse Thibel thing. Like there are a lot of you know recurring issues on this team that have just been adding up. They've been piling up. Let's go. And I don't know, man. Like I, I just feel that something big is coming. Like when you look at the last couple off seasons, I've talked about this many times. You know, the first season was the Al Horford thing. You got that out of there. You got Danny Green back. And then you go last year and you have the whole Ben Simmons thing, which really kind of just distracted everything else going on. And then this year, I feel like I like Tobias Harris, but I feel he's going to be the guy that tries to help us get some more flexibility and also keep us relevant this year because we'll still have Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid. But I, th- I think you need to get a little bit quicker and you know take some of that strain off your cap. Um, and I think that's the route we're going to go. That's my opinion. Uh, and Connor Murphy with the $5 donation. Much appreciated, man. Thank you very much. This is Jake LaRavia. Work ethic like Tyrese Maxey and plays like Tobias with better ball handles or Kendall Brown. John Collins 2.0. Interesting names. I've heard both of them. Uh, appreciate that input. That's a, you know, in terms of the first guy you talked about. That's a big thing I look for when it comes to draft time, you know, because we talk about these guys, right? We, we hear a lot of like fluffed up things, you know, from a lot of these draft board experts. Oh, this guy could be the best player in the draft. Oh, this guy could be a superstar, this, this, and that. The fact of the matter is the NBA is a different game. And, and that's why I kind of like guys who are generally a little bit older or have played in the G league because they have that experience playing against a little bit better competition But most importantly, one of the things I look for when I go through draft profiles and draft scouting is, is the guy a winner? Does he have the heart? Does he want to play the game? What do people say about him? In the pre-draft interviews, are there red flags, you know, about guys where, you know, people have said, well, you know, his motivation is questioned a little bit. You know, he's got to get a better love of the game. When I hear things like that, I try to stay away from those players. On the other hand, you know, even on a guy like Maxi, what what did we hear? We heard, I remember from Calipari on, on draft night. He was like, this guy works so hard, you're not going to be disappointed. I like guys who work hard, who want to get better, and um, definitely something I look for. Definitely something I look for. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, who the Sixers go with. I, I got to be honest, though, like, it sucks. It's not that I'm not excited for the draft. It's that I just don't know what the strategy is. And even if we take a player, are we going to incorporate that guy right away? I don't want to draft a player and send him to the G League. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I want to get a guy that's going to play. I want to get a guy I'm excited about who's going to come in and earn a spot. That's something I've seen with some of these depth players, man. They don't, they don't come in and earn. They don't want. We need guys that are hungry, man. And I just, I hope we get some of them, man. I really do. Um, but if not, like I said, a couple vet players, Eric Gordon, Will Barton, guys like that, who would, uh, you know, not be on long-term contracts. You could probably move off them easily. Someone was saying to me about Eric Gordon that, oh, he's getting paid $19 million a year. Well, so what? Would you rather stick with Furkan Korkmaz, who gets paid, what, $5 million a year and you know, had to sit for a third of the season because he couldn't shoot. Would you rather have Shake Milton, who can play, can go out and get it done? He's 
costing us under $2 million, but, you know, needs to take advantage of the opportunity. We can't get to the playoffs again and play a a six-man rotation because our bench can't do anything. We need guys that can play. Look at the Celtics. I know they had bad series in the finals. Look at the series leading up. Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard. All right, guys like that. Look at Rob Williams a couple years in. Look at what he's doing. Right? They hit. They constantly hit on these players. Look at the Warriors. They develop all these players. And look where they're at. Look where they're at. The one draft I was really excited about, man, was, like I said, a couple years ago, Maxi, Isaiah, Joe, Paul Reed. I personally believe, and I tweeted this out a little while ago. Again, follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. I believe that the Sixers and Isaiah Joe, you know, could be a perfect fit. I believe Isaiah Joe, if he got more consistent minutes, could end up being like a Grant Williams, Peyton Pritchard type, could produce in the playoffs. But we, we got to change the philosophy. We got to change from within, man. We need to get a guy and give him a chance. We need to give him a chance. And we just haven't done that. So, time to, time to shake it up a little bit, man. And if Doc's not going to do that, then you got to consider your options, man. You got to consider your options. You can't keep throwing out the same product and expecting different results. You can't keep going with the same type of strategy because you're not going to innovate. You're not going to get anywhere. And, and you see the Sixers in a bit of a rut. And I don't know. It, it has to come from the higher ups at this point. It has to come from the higher ups at this point because it, it's just, it's frustrating, man. It really is. It really is. If you guys have any thoughts on uh, draft picks, trades, anything of that nature, let me know. Call into the show. Drop a comment. Um, We started off with this. We'll bring it back home as we're on the tail end of this show. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Let me know if you guys are enjoying this, man. Um, Let me know if you want me to go live the next couple nights talking draft stuff. I mean, we covered a lot tonight. We talked about our favorite players. Give me some thoughts, man. Give me some thoughts. Um, You know, this is a a fan show. We have a lot of Philly fans in here, a lot of other fans, people that come in, chime in, give their opinions. We're trying to take this thing to the next level. Um, And I'm trying to bring the coverage, you know, from every angle. So bringing it back home from earlier, P.J. Tucker opting out. Is that a guy that you would consider? Like, where are the Sixers going to get better? You look at some of these top free agents, right? There's a couple guys. There's a couple guys Sixers could go out and sign. But right now, we're strained. We're strained against the cap. Why? Because, well, we have four guys on this roster, and we're going to wait and see what James Harden gets on his contract. But you look at Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. All right? Like, guys like that. Like, look at their contracts. Look what they're taking up. Then you're going to have Tyrese Maxey getting a Supermax next year. You know, something's got to give. And that is why I've been saying for, what, two, three weeks now, I predict that a big trade will come. I think Daryl Morey saw what Tobias Harris did in the playoffs, knows that he has, you know, 37 and $39 million coming his way the next two years. I think he's going to look to trade him. And to try to get this team in a better position moving forward. Not because it's a personal thing against Tobias, just because it is business. You know, and I think Daryl Morey is fed up because I know he gets a lot of hate. At the end of the day, Daryl Morey has been handed uh, 
you know, a tough situation to, to, you know, endure. He has. And people can complain about him getting James Harden and stuff. He went with what he thought was the best move, and he got off a contract for a guy that won't play basketball. So you got to hope and pray that James Harden gets better. And if not, you're going to have to get off that contract as well. But it, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit when people sit here and say, oh, okay, well, let's trade Tobias. Let's let James Harden, you know, go and all this stuff. Okay, well, why not just go into a full rebuild at that point? Let's trade Joel then, right? Let's just start over with Tyrese Maxey. I don't think they view us in that situation. They think we can still compete. I mean, when you look at the last couple years, the Philadelphia 76ers have been there. We've been to game six, game seven of the second round, and that's with a guy that wouldn't shoot. That's with a guy that didn't show up. That's with guys who, you know, talked about having a lack of mental toughness. We got that far with all these deficiencies apparently on our team. You're telling me if we don't make a couple sufficient upgrades, we can't be there at the end of the rodeo? Come on, man. It, it, it makes me laugh sometimes when people say, all right, you know, let's just get rid of anybody. I think we got to give it a year or two more. And if it doesn't work out, then yeah, it's going to be a big disappointment. And you give in, and you know, you go with it. And maybe you restart. But I'd say the next year or two is really where you got to look at this team and say, okay, you got to get better. All right, enough. Enough. Enough with the stinginess and not playing certain guys. Enough with, you know, the bad dread. You, you just got to get better. Get as much talent as you can. Go out and make things happen. And that's kind of where I think this Sixers team is at. That's kind of where I think, uh, you know, the Sixers team is at. False, what's going on, man? Grace says, I feel like Reed and Isaiah are so underused. They are. They are. If you put them on the Boston Celtics, they would have been playing in the playoffs. They would have. They would have. False says Wendell Moore all the way. That's the guy we talked about. We talked about five draft potential targets that I like. He was on that list. Um, you know, we need we need some help at that position. We definitely do. Speed Demon says we need to get a Morris twin. I know Markeith Morris is going to be a free agent. Could be a guy that you think about. I know he's from the Philly area. Um, you know, definitely a guy I would like. But I think it's going to depend on what James Harden does with his contract. We talked a few days ago. You know, he's going to try to, uh, you know, produce a team-friendly deal in some way, shape, or form to help us get some relief and help us go out and get other guys. But I just, I don't think it's enough. I think something else needs to happen for this team to get the flexibility. Um, and we'll see what happens, man. But this is a crucial offseason. You know, you're done with that drama-filled story. Now it is time to get better. And a lot of pressure is on Daryl Morey. You need to go out and uh, you need to make something happen, man. So it will be interesting. Um, people talk about Sixers having bad draft history in recent years outside of Maxi Matisse, but no one mentions how the guys we never get get play, playing time, hard to evaluate guys. Oh, I agree 100%, Corey. I agree 100%. 100%. And, um, you know, that's a problem. That is a problem. That's why I'm saying... I, I have a feeling, based off of Doc Rivers and, and this team and where they're at, I think we're going to trade the pick. I think we're going to trade the pick. So, if we don't, we'll see what happens, but we need to get a guy that can play. No projects, no G League prospects. I, I don't want that. I don't want that, man. 
And I see Foss says, uh, I didn't get a notification. Guys, seriously, man, listen up in the chat. I need your help. I need your help if you're out there. YouTube has not been sending the notifications out. I don't know why. There's been a recurring issue with content creators. Um, it sucks because I'm out here, you know, trying to pump out a draft show. I'm trying to put the best content forward. You know, I'm trying to go live here and, and discuss some prospects and make this a, a informative, but also an interactive show. And I, I know we have a lot of people out there that are not getting the notifications. So what I need you guys to do is one, hit the like button, helps out the channel. It's free, um, you know, and it pushes the content around. And also check to see if your notifications are on. If they are and you're not getting them, click the little bell, take it off, and then put it back on. That is what I've heard from people, um, you know, that has worked. And it, you know, starts to send them the notifications. But it's very weird when it comes to this. and. I just don't get why it's happening. So, uh, yeah, guys, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, hopefully it'll, hopefully it'll fix it. But anyway, um, Sean says, I like Michael Porter Jr. from Denver. I've always liked MPJ, but I, I would be very wary about trading for him, especially with the contract they gave him and with the whole injury he had where he just missed last year. You know, he's had a lot of injuries and it's very interesting. So, um, Sixer, the Sixer starters are going to hold service the bench that needs some scoring. Exactly. And I think we need to go out and get a guy like an Eric Gordon. And I think he would come in and produce right away and knock down shots and handle the ball. And he's a Daryl Morey guy. So, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Um, Philly uh, Philosophical says Christian Braun and uh, Hun Jing Lee uh, and just says it a million times. Yeah, Christian Braun, I talked about him earlier, or Christian Brown, excuse me. Um, a guy, you know, I could also see the Sixers. I know they worked him out as well. Pure shooter, floor spacer. Uh, still has a ways to go, though. A little bit inconsistent. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, I think he might go late first round. Um, Jim says Durant. Yeah, that would never happen. I saw a lot of Sixers fans playing around with that, you know, on, uh, on Twitter today. Um, that would never happen, but I'm here to tell you guys, you know, a lot of us Sixers guys, we, we predicted exactly what was going to happen with that. Imagine the, the Brooklyn Nets being the biggest failure of a super team of all time. Harden gone. Kyrie's going to be gone. Honestly, KD should probably leave too. And then the guy that doesn't play. So <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. It's in the past now, but very interesting to me. Very interesting to me. Fall says it works now. Yeah, guys, hit un, unring the bell and hit the bell. See if that works. It's very frustrating to us content creators who, you know, have a lot of stuff going on and we try to fit in these shows and then, you know, they don't send out the notification. Grace says, if you don't want to miss the show, check daily. RB has it up several hours. Exactly. We're, we always have it up. And again, the best way to stay updated, follow me on Twitter at RB Philly Take. As you can see right here, follow me right now at RB Philly Take. And we were over there a lot talking. You can connect, ask me whatever. And also on Instagram at Philly Take with RB. We're going to be doing giveaways over there soon. So do not miss it. Those are the ways you can stay updated uh, with the show. Sean Randall says we need more than Eric G. Well, we need something. We need something. So 
Um, and, you know, we can't go out with a couple minimum contracts and think we're going to compete. We, we got to get away from that. We need to get a, a solidified bench player. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, I guess we're going to wrap it up for tonight. Let me know in the chat right now if you guys want more draft shows the next couple of days. Let me know if I should also go live for the draft on Thursday. Um, you know, we talked about a lot tonight. We talked about some of our top prospects. We talked about P.J. Tucker news. And we, we discussed some mock drafts and a lot going on. Um, you know, I've been watching some of these prospects, these guys, at the end of the day, late 20s or, or early 20s, late first round, rather. You know, you look for a rotational piece, a guy who can come in. Sixers might end up trading uh, the pick. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, want to thank everybody for coming through tonight. If you want to support the channel, Super Chat, Venmo, Cash App, all that down below in the description. Become a channel member. Um, you know, we do these shows for the people out there that, uh, you know, want to be informed about the team, about the draft. Talk about a little bit of everything, man. And, um, you know, trying to bring the coverage in multiple angles. But if you missed this show or if you missed a little part of it, go back and watch. This is something you can listen on your drive to work or, you know, in the morning or before you're going to bed or whatever. Um, go listen to the draft picks I put out there. Give me your thoughts. Do you have other guys you're looking at? And, and you know, maybe players we should talk about tomorrow or the next day. Let me know. Let me know. With that being said, shout out to everybody in the chat. Sixers Nation, we got to get better. It's time to improve. Big off season for the Philadelphia 76ers. Big off season. 76 likes in the chat. I think that means that, uh, you know, big things are coming. It's a sign. It's a sign. It is a sign. But with that being said, man, if you guys have not yet, please hit that like button. Hopefully we can get it up near 100. Subscribe if you are new. Be sure to drop a comment after the stream is done as well. Give me some thoughts. Help push this content around. Shout out to everybody for coming through tonight, man. Sixers Draft Preview Show Part 1. It was a fun one, man. I enjoyed talking with you guys, getting some thoughts. going to be a fun draft week. We'll see what happens, what shapes up. I, you know, I always love the drafts, and uh, it's going to be a good time, man, for sure. That being said, appreciate everybody coming through. Philly Take with RB. I'm RB, man. Hit that like button. Be sure to subscribe, man, and, and ring that bell, man. Get those noties. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And, hey, maybe we'll be back tomorrow with part two. Y'all have a great night, man. Stay safe. Have a good one. Peace.